0: Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has returned home after visiting the US and Canada to shore up support for the war against Russia. The president called his trip productive, saying he secured long-term aid from Canada, including much-needed medical evacuation vehicles. He also touted a new agreement between Ukraine and the US to produce new weapons together.
1: We have a historical decision by the U.S. to jointly produce weapons and defense systems, including air defense. This is something that was an absolute fantasy until recently. But it will become a reality. We will make it a reality.
0: Some American conservatives have been leery about providing additional funds for Ukraine, but the British Defense Secretary says the U.K. will continue to back Kyiv in the event a new U.S. president decides to pull support. Ukraine says Russia has carried out overnight strokes, uh, strikes on the Odessa region, wounding at least one person. According to the military, Odessa's port infrastructure was hit, a house was damaged, and what was described as a non-residential building caught fire. It happened a day after Ukraine accused Russia of launching deadly strikes in the southern region of Kherson. CNN's Fred plakin with details.
1: A lot of shelling in various areas of Ukraine, mostly in places that were either close to the front lines or that are even close to Russian territory. The Ukrainians are saying two people were killed and several people were wounded around Son they are saying there was some pretty heavy shelling going on from the Russian side there. Also, in the area around Zaporizhia, one person was killed. And of course, that's something that's significant because the area around Zaporizhia is where the Ukrainians are conducting the main thrust of their counteroffensive. And the latest that we have from the Ukrainian side is they say that they've been able to break through a Russian defense line and are fortifying the gains that they've made there. There was also some shelling coming actually from Russia on the town of Kharkiv, and several people were wounded there. In the east, where I am, the Ukrainians also saying that they have been able to make gains. Of course, in the past couple of days, they have said that they were able to take back two key villages from the Russians, which also allowed them to take a key route under fire control. The Ukrainians are saying they've been able to fortify those positions and want to move forward and gain further territory in this area. Fred Pleitkin, CNN, Eastern Ukraine. Jill Doherty is
0: an adjunct professor at Georgetown University. She's also a CNN contributor and former CNN Moscow bureau chief. Uh, Always good to see you, Jill. I want to start with Sergey Lavrov's comments at the UNGA um, saying that the US, NATO, the EU have supported a racist regime in Kiev and the West is an empire of lies. What, What did you make of the content and tone of his words?
2: Well, you know, I didn't find it very surprising, Michael. Um, I think the racist part a slightly different word, but it fits with the description that Russia always brings up of Ukraine, and then Ukraine as an instrument for the West to attack Russia. This is the narrative. Um, I think it's it's very typical. But I think what was interesting about this and it's becoming a very important theme, another narrative, is this idea that Russia is on the side of the developing world, uh, that the the West is elite, the West looks down on the world. These are some quotes uh, from that speech by Lavrov, and essentially is trying to tell the world what to do and take advantage of it. And so Russia is going back to what I would call an old Soviet trope, an old Soviet narrative, which is that Russia positioning itself as a supporter and the uh, defender of former colonial countries Mm. under the thumb of the West. Now, I mean, you, you know, if you... All of that through logically you have to think sovereignty is very important for small countries and here we have russia attacking a smaller country and violating its sovereignty yeah but i do think that those those narratives do have some as we say legs they're believed by some in the developing world
0: I wanted to ask you what you make of the uh, successes by Ukraine in Crimea. I mean, the Saki military airfield, Russian warships in Sevastopol damaged, and, and now the Black Sea uh, fleet headquarters also damaged. What, what do those attacks suggest about uh, the apparent well, vulnerability of some pretty important uh, critical infrastructure in Crimea?
2: Yeah, I think that's really a good point. The, I think it does, n- number one, illustrate that the Ukrainians are going farther and farther into Russia, that they are hitting things that are not just symbolic or or even hitting Moscow. They're hitting the command and control and some you know ships controlled by Russia. That, I think, is very significant. And they are indicating, the uh, Ukrainians, that they're going to do a lot more of this. I think Russia is very worried about it.
0: Yeah, I, I, you, you're obviously uh, sort of our eyes and ears when it comes to a lot of what's going on in Russia. Is the war impacting ordinary Russians now, hitting the, the economy? There are statistics that suggest it is. What what are you seeing and hearing in terms of the impact on the home front?
2: You know, in a way, it's hard to judge this because especially in the bigger cities where there is more coverage and more news and people, you know, on social media, uh, the 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 government is trying to say nothing is happening, you know, it's not important, life goes on. But I think if you look at the growing militarization of Russia, and it's really significant right now, the economy, yes, is being hit, but also you have school kids dressing up in military uniforms, running around with guns. You have a dance troupe, Uh, there's video, a dance troupe, using rifles as they dance, and then denunciations of your neighbor for criticizing the war, not being able to even call the war a war. So I think even though there is that attempt to downplay the significance of this, it's creeping into every aspect of Russian life right now.
0: Mm. Just quickly going back to Sergey Lavrov. I mean, he was really defiant. He rejected Ukraine's peace plan. Uh, Do you see any chance of a diplomatic end to this war, given the intractable positions taken?
2: Oh, Michael, I I don't think so at this point. Uh, I just cannot see it because they are so far apart. I mean, the Ukrainians, the peace plan by Zelensky envisions several things, but one of them is... Russian troops have to pull out and land that was taken by Russia has to be given back to Ukraine. The Russians were adamant that is not going to happen. So at this point, I think it's really the fight. It's back to the war and Ukrainians trying to make as much of a dent into Russia and reclaim their land as they can.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Always great to get your analysis. Jill Doherty, thank you so much. Sure. Ethnic Armenians living in the breakaway Nagorno-Karabakh region have started arriving in Armenia. The Armenian government says more than 1,000 refugees have entered the country so far. Tens of thousands more could follow after Azerbaijan reclaimed the Nagorno-Karabakh region this week. The area is home to 120,000 ethnic Armenians who have rejected Azerbaijani rule. Azerbaijan has said it will guarantee their rights, but experts have repeatedly warned of the risk of ethnic cleansing. The conflict between the two sides has raged off and on for decades. In this latest bout, Azerbaijan's short offensive ended with Armenian fighters agreeing to surrender. Russia, an ally of both countries, brokered the ceasefire. Armenia's Prime Minister now says his country's interests weren't protected.
1: Azerbaijan's attacks on Armenia in the last years clearly show that the external security structures Armenia is a part of are not effective from the perspective of Armenia's security and state interests.
0: Officials say at least 200 people were killed, 400 others wounded in Azerbaijan's military operations.